If you are looking for growth, if you are looking for transformation, if you are looking to step into your main character era, look no further than The Green Room. DM me on socials to find out more about my all-new community available at just 99 cents a month for my first 100 subscribers. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Girlfriend's Guide to Starting Over podcast, and I'm your host, Kayla, I am super excited that you have found your way back to my platform. This month in November, I am being really bold and taking a hard look at the other side of the holiday season. Everywhere that you look, people are throwing up tinsel, putting up their lights, putting up their trees, and starting to usher in the season. But I wanted to take a moment to really pause and acknowledge there is a wide population of people who are stressed, anxious, depressed, and generally not happy about ushering in the holiday because it comes with so much anguish. And I just wanted to hold space for you to kind of look at some of the things that could be happening for you in ways that you can survive the season. So regardless of how we really feel about it, for most people, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And before we know it, in just a few short weeks, we will be pulling on our best body shaper, throwing on a holiday frock, and participating in some form of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's party, or a combination of the three. And we'll be faced with awkward conversation, prying eyes, and maybe even some feelings of inadequacy. And so if I could give the anxious girl any advice this season, it would be to set firm boundaries and hold them. Set really firm boundaries and hold them. The first of those boundaries would be to set an arrival and departure time for your events. Most of us that are in that anxious category already have some like reservations about going in the first place. So you get to decide if you're going to show up on time or if you're going to be fashionably late and exit early, whatever it is, it gets to be your decision. If your family or friends are anything like mine, my aunt, my family, they'll say that Christmas dinner starts at two o'clock and at 430, my aunt's pulling out the cornbread and is like, okay, grab your daddy. Let's say grace. And that is simply the flow of the holiday season. Um, It's okay for you to arrive on time. It's okay for you to pull in late. It's okay for you to exit early. Do whatever best supports your mental health. Now, do know that when it's time for you to exit, be it on time, be it early, someone's going to ask you to stay. Someone is going to beg you, bid that you stay a little while longer, just another hour. You're not home enough. We haven't got to see you long enough. We didn't get to talk about. It is okay to say no. You get to say, I'm not going to change my mind on this. You get to say, I'm not going to allow you to guilt me into staying. You get to say, I've got other things I've got to get back to. And that doesn't mean that those other things are more of a priority or more important than your family. It just means it's it's an equal priority to you and something that you want to tackle or take care of. This is something I have firsthand experience in. I live the furthest away from my family, my parents, and all my siblings. And so I have to leave a little bit earlier than everyone else because it takes me longer to get home. And I say, I appreciate that you want me to stay. I love you so very much. By the time I get home, 
you will have been home, washed a load of clothes, kicked off your shoes, changed clothes, and started prepping for your work day. And I haven't even made it through the door. So it's a choice that I have to make. And it's every single time it's a journey, every single time it's a re-explanation, but I just do what needs to be done for me. And I'm giving you permission to do the same. The next thing that I would say is to come up with pre-planned responses to anticipated questions. Come up with some pre-planned responses. If you know that your aunt or uncle is going to ask you, you know, when are you going to bring somebody home for for Christmas? Or, you know, who are you dating these days? You get to have a pre-planned response. Like, you know what? I don't want to discuss my dating life or I'm not open to dating or marital advice. You get to say these things. You don't have to sit and listen to some long drawn out explanation. Yes, it's going to make the other person feel uncomfortable for you to reject that information, for you to reject that advice, for you to not want to launch into that, that discussion. However, if you launch into the discussion and you don't want to hear the discussion, it makes you uncomfortable. Your feelings are equally as valid as anyone else's. You get to say when they're pushy, you get to say, it appears that you're ignoring my boundary. I feel really disrespected and I don't want to continue this discussion. There's nothing mean about that. There's nothing clap back about that. That is simply you asserting a boundary and insisting that it's honored. Okay. And it's not going to be easy. It's not something that happens overnight, but it's something we get to practice. It's something we get to practice. And I suggest you start practicing this week with close friends. Say, hey, y'all, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be practicing some boundaries. Make sure I hold them. Don't let me cave. That way you've got some practice when you have to tell Uncle Jerry, and I don't have an Uncle Jerry, you have to tell Uncle Jerry that you don't want his dating advice, okay? Um, lastly, you get to keep personal things personal. Do not feel required to share personal information with anyone. Absolutely no one. So when someone says, why didn't you bring a date? Or why didn't you bring your boyfriend? You get to say, my reasons are personal and I really don't want to give an explanation for that. Or you, when are you two going to have a baby? My favorite response is, what did you say to me? Because when they repeat it, they recognize that they were out of line, right? And if they repeat it, I love to ask, do you feel like that's appropriate? Because it takes a moment. It gives you a moment to really think, but it also gives them a moment to recognize it. I was out of line. Most of the time they say, I'm sorry. You know what I say? No offense taken. You're good. And then we change the subject. Talk to me about your latest project that they're working on at work. Talk to me about this vacation. I hear you went to Jamaica. You get to change the subject and you keep things lighthearted and happy, but you also set a boundary for yourself. So I know that this is an anxious time. I know that you're a little bit stressed. I know that you're a little bit worried, but remember that you get to be in control of your side of the conversation and you get to decide what kind of information you divulge. Prep yourself, be ready, hold your boundaries, and you've got this. Um, let me know how I can support you or let me know how I can help. I love you, girl, and I can't wait to chat with you soon.